I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here as always, but the conversation is a little bit different today. So obviously this podcast is not a business podcast, but when I named this podcast, I wanted to name it something that basically allowed me to talk about anything I wanted to talk about. I mean, at the end of the day, this podcast is my podcast and I technically can talk about anything that I want to talk about. But for an example, obviously I know I talk a lot about eating disorder recovery and hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery and just recovery in general, mental health things, that sort of, those sorts of topics. Obviously all of us know that is my main jam. But like I said, I wanted to name this podcast something that allowed me to talk about anything I wanted to talk about rather than putting us in a box to only talk about one thing forever. So let's talk about what it means to be unbreakable, right? So my thoughts about the Unbreakable You podcast, I truly do believe that I could have anyone on this podcast as a guest because each of you, every single person, we have our own unbreakable story, our own unbreakable truth, our own unbreakable techniques or something to offer the world that can support others in being a more unbreakable version of themselves. So honestly, we can talk about any topic around here and I hope you're excited to just enjoy and take in all of the topics I have planned for you. I have guests booked until like the end of October. We have some amazing guests planned for the next few months and I'm just really excited to share them all with you and today we are having a little bit of a business chat. Now I know that maybe you might not be a business owner, you might not be an entrepreneur, but I do also know that there is a pretty good handful of you that do run your own business or want to be entrepreneurs or have somewhat of that vision for yourselves to eventually have your own business. So today I am having one of my best friends, husbands on the show with me. I know that's another thing that's different about this podcast episode is that 
We actually have a male joining us on the show. I've had male guests here before. You always love them and love the episodes. And AJ is no different. He is such a sweet, kind soul. And like I said, a husband to one of my very best friends. And she has actually been on the podcast multiple times. Her name is JD and her and I have chatted about everything under the sun, like from being a highly sensitive person. I'm pretty sure we have a episode on that and also tons of talk about human design. So anyways, you can definitely go search those podcast episodes. Just type in Unbreakable You JD and you spell her name J-A-D-I and those will pop up for you. But this week, like I said, we're having her husband on the show with us and he and I sit down and we have a business chat about how to bring in productivity and just like increase whatever you want to increase in your business, like be more efficient and effective and actually be hitting your goals in your business without subscribing to the hustle culture. Now, if you know anything about me, I am definitely not a hustle person. (laughs) The day AJ and I recorded this podcast episode, I had actually just spent the day before that at the lake at the beach with my parents. I just took the Monday off. And it's funny because as I was recording or as I was editing this podcast episode today, which it's been a few weeks since AJ and I recorded this show, but I actually took yesterday off again to spend it at the lake in the water with my parents. So I am definitely not one of those people who are living in the hustle culture and I don't think you need to be that person either. So I hope you enjoy this conversation I have with AJ. Make sure you listen to the end because he has an incredibly generous offer that you do not want to miss. Also, just a note before we jump over to the show, I was recording this podcast episode with AJ on a day when it was roasting like an oven inside and outside our house. So I had my fan going while AJ and I recorded. So I hope that's not too distracting for you. You can definitely tell there's a fan in the background, but I did my best with editing the show. Hi, AJ. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to chat with you today. It's like our first time officially meeting, but your wife is one of my best friends, so oh, thank God. I'm so excited <laughs> to chat with you. I'm excited to chat with you, too. My goal is to be a better friend to you than she is by the end of this podcast. 
Oh my gosh, that's going to crack her up when she listens to this. Yes, it will. That's so funny. Well, for my listeners who are just meeting you for the first time today, do you want to give yourself a little bit of a intro so they know you of like someone else other than JD's husband? And yeah, Jamie I mean, has actually been on this show multiple times. I, yeah, no, I know she has. And uh, yeah, I mean, the first thing I am is JD's husband, right? That's the main thing I am. But uh, I'm uh, my name is AJ. I'm an, I'm a founder and owner of a marketing firm called Blink Media. I also head up marketing for a uh, recruiting company, like a $200 million recruiting company. So I work with like small businesses, but also giant businesses. And uh, I like helping people not hustle with their marketing and their business, like just build frameworks and systems and then it can run itself. And then you can spend your afternoon talking with uh, your new best friend, Meg over Zoom. And that's, that's, and then you know, everything's gonna be fine. I love that. I mean, just hearing just like that very short introduction. I mean, it makes me so pumped to learn more from you already. I don't know about you, but like, you know, it's the middle of summer right now. And I feel just naturally, even though my business runs all year long, it's like, you're just kind of in those summer vibes, you know, and you're just kind of like yesterday, I could have done a lot of work, you know, there's always work to do when you own your own business and stuff. I mean, there's always work to do. But I was like, you know what? I just want a beach day because I'm just so much into just like really allowing myself to enjoy summer. So I'm excited because basically, so you help like big companies, but also like entrepreneurs like myself, you help them kind of be more productive without actually kind of like burning themselves out and really getting into that hustle culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I used to be a hustle person. I think anybody who's owned a business has certainly gotten those um, motivational quotes where it's like <laughs> work 24 seven and I'd rather work all day for a year than work for someone else. And I'm like, I don't know if that sounds better to me. I, <laughs> that sounds a little worse. So um, yeah, like I, I, I actually remember like when I started my first, first business, like 10 years ago, um, it was, I didn't, I went to work every day for a year. I had, I used to have a gyms and people work out every day. So I would go every day. And, um, that wasn't awesome. It was like every day for a year, except for Christmas, I think. (laughs) And I'm like, I I remember as I was growing one of my first, uh, like friends, colleagues, mentors, whatever word you want to use, person who tells me what to do. He was like, you know, you should probably start building some processes and systems, and then you can spend time enjoying the results of your business. And I think, you know, realizing that is where I was like, okay, yeah, I didn't realize I didn't have to hustle the whole time. I thought social media told me otherwise, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. So I do think a lot of people who own their own business are like in that kind of like hustle mode or the hustle culture. But a lot of the times, like they don't even really realize it, Uh you know? And so maybe we can kind of talk about that first, like, what what would be considered like being being in that hustle mode because there's 
probably kind of like this fine line between, you know, working hard and being really productive in your business versus like crossing that line and just like hustling. So what would that look like? Or even what did that kind of look like for you if that works better? Yeah, no, that's, it's a good question. And I think the main thing, like, it's interesting to reflect back. The main thing I like to focus on now is outcomes, right? And like, if the outcome is met, the time kind of doesn't matter, right? And so I think, like you said, with having a business, there's always something else you could be doing. Like, there's no such thing as done, you're gonna, there's always more, right? And so trying to shift my perspective to like, okay, what outcome is going to accomplish the goal that I want? Like it's going to affect whatever goal, whether it's more time or more revenue, more happiness, right? Uh, Those are the things that matter, right? (laughs) And um, to business owners. And so being clear on that made it easier for my brain to be like, okay, if I just check these things off, I can call it a day. (laughs) And it feels weird because I felt guilty at first. I was like, oh, it's been like an hour of work and I'm done. Should I just hang out? Guess I'll go skateboarding, you know? (laughs) And, um, but I found that focusing on outcomes gave me more rest and gave me like, it it juiced up my creativity, right? Like your best creative ideas probably come when you're going on a hike, hanging out, exercising, playing with your pets. rarely do they come from staring at a blank screen (laughs) right it's usually like what I hear the most from my friends is like okay like let me go out on a walk that's when I get my best ideas and that's kind of what I experience too you know I might be feeling really just uninspired to create like an Instagram post or something like that and then I get outside I go for a walk or I do a workout you know if it's too hot outside I was just complaining to you about how hot it is here so I haven't really been going outside that much for walks but um yeah it's like when you're moving your body or getting out in nature that's typically what I hear from people when they do get those creative ideas yeah like, what do you, I mean, I, I would, I'd be interested because you're like a legitimate influencer, right? Like your social media is your job. How do you manage that without the hustle, right? Like, because with social media, it feels like this thing that you always kind of have to be on, right? Because if, if not, there's like this FOMO of relevancy. And I'd, I'd love to know your perspective on how do you manage the the wholesale culture and how, cause you seem to have a pretty good balance of like showing up for the people who are looking for you, but also not crushing yourself. Well, thanks. Yeah. Honestly, it just, I couldn't imagine. I mean, like I follow people who I really admire their business and stuff like that, you know, and they have like a larger following than me and they're definitely, I don't know. And I like definitely tend to compare myself business wise to people too, but there are people that I follow on social media where I'm like, wow, like look at their business like that's so inspiring and they're so inspiring but then I kind of also take a step back and see how much they're showing up on social media and like their output I guess using like the language that you've been using and I'm just like 
okay, I find what they're accomplishing and doing and their businesses themselves are super inspiring. But then I take that step back and realize that I actually don't want to be showing up on social media every single day of the week and basically like glued to my phone all day like that doesn't feel good for me and so just realizing that okay I can admire these people's businesses but not necessarily like do what they're doing I guess and drawing my own boundaries so something that I have felt works really well for me is not posting on the weekends and like I don't have to do anything at all on the weekends you know like actually giving myself two solid days off and like if I'm feeling inspired to post something even if that's to my stories or whatever I will do that but really allowing myself to take those two days off and typically that is what feels good so that's what I tend to do and then um on Mondays I'm pretty chill with myself as well I just like don't schedule clients and kind of like go with the flow and stuff but I think for me it's been like a lot of boundaries and realizing that hey this actually feels good for me and this doesn't feel good for me you know Yeah. yeah and then also I mean you help businesses with this and entrepreneurs like myself with this so I'm curious your thoughts on this and like if you have any kind of back and information for me but like Instagram actually like I've noticed that if I do not post anything all weekend and then I post something on Monday I get like the most views that Mm -hmm. day after not posting anything for two days so it's almost like in my eyes I feel like are they trying to like I don't know encourage us to take time off on the weekends I'm like at least that's how it feels on my end I'm like yes (laughs) yeah I don't know if I don't know if they're encouraging that I I don't think that's their game uh from my from what I've seen but I think it, it says something about you know your audience, right? And that it's a legitimate community, right? And I like the word community better, and I'm sure eventually I won't like that. But it's it's they're excited to hear from you, right? And they they've gone a couple of days, and they're like, oh, here's Meg. That would be my guess without looking at your nerd stuff um, and the insights and the numbers and the CRM. But like that would be my my feeling is that oh I haven't heard from this person in a few days. I'm very interested. In the same way, where when a friend uh, I had a friend call me like two weeks ago who I hadn't talked to in like two years, and I immediately stopped everything and just I'm like, what is up? how's your life? What's new? I was in the middle of the day. I was working. I was doing stuff and I just stopped everything. And I think that's, you know, when you have an actual relationship with your community and your, your audience, and it's not transactional, but you care about them and they care about you, that, that feels normal to me, actually. And like that they respect the boundaries. I'm sure some don't, but um, the, the majority is, wants what's best for you right no that makes sense but I think it also applies to our conversation about like not needing to hustle right like I think we have it in our heads that we need to show up every day we need to be posting every day we need to like show our face on stories every single day but like what I said every single time I take the entire weekend off 
or at least one day off and then I do something like the next day um that's when I get the most views and I think that says something that you know and kind of like breaks those breaks down those beliefs that we might have in our minds that we need to show up all the time when we don't really need to Mm -hmm. no you're you're right you don't need to and I think you know I think the advice given by some of the you know, building your business gurus out there is well-intentioned, right? It's like, it's made for people who feel like they don't have any resources, right? To, to necessarily change their situation. And so the advice is often like, well, just hustle. Like, look, everybody has a phone. Posting content is free. Just do this every day. And that's fine for some people. There's nothing necessarily wrong with it. But bigger orgs like one of the things I learned when I started working with bigger corporations and stuff is that they don't do that (laughs) because they have the resources to build frameworks and systems right so that you can have a machine that looks like it's going right but the talent or the influencers or whoever it is isn't out there grinding every single day right? You, you maybe batch what you're doing, which I'm sure you've done or considered at least. Um, and, and you, you're matching it to your outcomes. It's not just this idea of, I have to keep going every day, 20 posts a day in order to stay relevant. It's, there's a longer term, like there's a longer strategy for it. And when you're a business, right, you validated, somebody gave you a dollar, you can do things like that. You can invest in the resources to, Give, buy back your time. And it's it's important because it's going to make the business run better and it's going to make you not burn out, which is the worst. Right, exactly. So basically we want to share some like ideas or tips mm-hmm. or um, like take home pieces of how people sure. can kind of like increase their productivity, but mm-hmm. not be like hustling and get burnt out I feel like that's so like they just go hand in hand for so many people right it's like Mm -hmm. I think so many people think that even in my mind sometimes it's like oh in order for me to be productive I need to do more which makes me think that I'm like hustling more right so Mm -hmm. in order to like share some of those tips that you have so when like an entrepreneur like myself because I think most of the people that listen to this podcast if they are entrepreneurs they're like coaches or practitioners you know something like that Mm -hmm. and so if you know those of us with like a business like that were to come to you and be like hey I want to like here's my outcome what what are some of like the most common outcomes that people like want to achieve with you yeah. So that's, yeah, let's, let's get less, uh, less ethereal and more concrete. Right. Um, I, I would say uh, for coaches, for instance, a lot of them is that they don't have time. And, and so they're like, look, I need more clients and I don't have time. And I would say, okay, well, how many clients do you actually need is the first thing to start with. Right. So like just set a tangible goal. Um, and I know that sounds basic, but so many people are just like, I just need more or I need one more and then I can pay this bill, right? (laughs) And so set yourself like, and don't plan for like the week or the day or the month, do it like 90 days, like do a quarter, say, okay, over the next quarter, I'm gonna get 10 people, right? In my program. 
and where have you gotten customers before, right? I'd look at what they've done in the past, what they're doing now, and what they'd like to do. And anything new, I know this isn't fun, but I put it last. It's on the bottom of the list <laughs> because if your goal is more time and you have two or more proven things that you know work, like I'm going to focus your energy on that and you're going to be work like it's going to be working and you're going to be distracted and want to chase the shiny thing but do your best to to avoid that so like double down on the efforts that are generating you revenue or time and kind of cut anything that's extra that doesn't directly tie to whatever your 90-day outcome is if your 90-day outcome is to get five hours of back a week cool everything should be geared towards that and i don't like setting too many goals like two to three is plenty right? Two to three goals, you know, a revenue goal, a time goal, and then a happiness goal is usually where I live. I like and I'm it. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, where, that's what I do. It so works like for me. So like more clients would be like a revenue goal, right? And then this person wants to like free up, like, did you say like five extra hours or something like that? And yeah. Um, yeah. Correct. Okay. So yeah, it might be like a revenue goal is like, yeah, five, five new clients, uh, a time goal might be five hours a week and a happiness goal is more time with my fiance. Right. So like, we'll quantify that. You like that one? That was good. See, see, um, but well, it could be like, look, every two weeks, I'm going to go on a date outside of the house with my fiance. Right. And just holding yourself to those. And instead of trying to do everything poorly because you there's only so many hours in a day you do the few things you are doing well and you'll find you have so much extra time that you're going to probably start feeling guilty but don't feel guilty that's just hustle culture trying to make you feel bad it's okay to enjoy your life that's the whole reason most people start businesses right yeah that mm -hmm. was kind of like my thought process yesterday you know i'm like I want to go to the beach, but like, oh, I, sh I have so much work to do. I should stay home. I should do all this work. And then I'm like, why did I start my own business in the first place? So I can just like go to the beach on a Monday just because I want to. And like, I can, you know, but it's like, it is that those voices in your head that are like, no, but you should do this, right? When it's like, do you really need to do that? So no, I, I really appreciate and I think, you know, those of us who own our own businesses, like we tend to make things pretty complicated. And then when we're not reaching our goals, we do what you said not to do, right? Like you try all of these new things and you already feel like you don't have time, but then you add more to your plate, trying these new things that you don't know if they're gonna work or not. So I really like that. I like being like, okay, the time frame of this goal is 90 days. I really like that. And then picking three goals, but they're like all from three different categories too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yes. cool. So we have those nailed down, you know, the one goal from each of those three categories. And now what I, I'm so curious, like, okay, so how do we actually become more productive without mm -hmm. like burning ourselves out and achieving those goals that we want to achieve? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So like what I'll typically do with somebody is once we have those goals, right, we'll reverse engineer them into weekly, daily activities and, and literally map it out. Like, and I know that that's like nerdy and it takes time and it's not the funnest, but like, and that's why sometimes people hire us because they don't want to do it themselves, right? But like, 
like map it out so that you're like, oh, I just have to do these two things this week or this day or this month, however people work. And then when you have what you're supposed to do every day, it sounds like, oh, I'm trapped. But really, it's like the most freedom you'll ever have, right? Because once you've accomplished those things, you have all your time back and you can actually enjoy that time without thinking in the back of your head, hmm, should I be posting more content? Should I be reaching out to this person interested in a sales call? Should I be, you know, should I be responding to this potential partner, even though it's outside of my hours of work, right? And setting those boundaries, like we were talking about earlier, I don't remember if we were on the call yet or not, but like setting those boundaries for yourself and knowing it's going to be okay, because I have a plan, it's mapped out, it's working, and, and then adjusting, like, and just stepping off the gas just a little bit and kind of actually enjoying the ride, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that's, that's typically how I would tell people to do it. And then every 90 days do a retro, like do a retrospective. How did the happiness work? Oh, I actually missed, you know, two dates. Shit. That sucks. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I not, can I see? Okay, cool. Um, I, uh, oh no, you know, I actually want more time. Right cool. I want to, I'm going to start surfing now. I got to, I'm not going to do this in the morning. And then, oh, you know what? I, I want to set a goal for a 5% increase in revenue this year or 10% or 40% for the crazy ambitious coach who is starting, right? Who wants to 10X. Um, 10X isn't, you know, the typical way businesses have grown. You know, sometimes there's a little trajectory in the beginning, but then it levels off and you just kind of hang out. And it's okay to hang out. Like that doesn't mean you're being lazy. It doesn't mean you're going to go out of business, you know? Yeah, no, I get that. So no, when you said just kind of like mapping it out and basically you get really clear on like what it is to get you to those end goals, it does make things so less complicated. Like I can just see that like mentally already, just knowing that like, okay, if I do like throughout the day like one two three if it is like three little things you know then you're not second guessing yourself questioning and like putting all this thought into what maybe you should be doing but you're not sure if you should be doing I feel like I've totally been there and or I know I have been there and yeah like I feel like at the end of the day I kind of do that like mental check-in with myself too. Like, okay, did I do this? Did I do this? Did I do this? And if I Mm -hmm. know I did those things, like I know that I got done what like I needed to get done, right? And everything else is just kind of like keeping me busy when I don't like need to be doing that stuff, you know? Correct. Yeah. No, I I mean, I'm with that. I mean, that's, that's just what it is, right? And like, it's the, it's, this, it's just the scarcity and the fear that gets into our, like the back of our brain sometimes, you know, where we're just like, if I'm not doing everything I can, I'm going to fail. And that's just not the case. Like the most uh, successful businesses don't require, like they're not bottlenecked by one person creating content all day. You know, they're just, they're just not. And uh, so I think if you're, if somebody out there is hearing that message, right? Like just know that there's a, there was a whole business world before the hustle, the grind mindset uh, got onto social media. And there's a whole business world out there of people who don't use social media, who do very successful things like 
multiples of millions and re like remember your goal i i think with like why you started this uh i know for sure i have lost sight of the goal like i had set a modest goal and i surrounded myself with people who were hustle the grind and so i hustled the grind and burned myself out and was miserable like the unhappiest i've ever been even though financially the most successful i had ever been um so it doesn't always look as cool as you think um from whatever the top of that mountain that you have made up in your brain right yeah so it's like you know not to forget like how you actually want to feel when you are at that income goal because like that you know it might not be how you actually feel when you like get to that income goal like you said like okay maybe you had like this certain amount of revenue or income that you wanted to bring in but like you said you were like the most burnt out and unhappy when you were like making the most that you did mm -hmm. yeah so making yeah. sure that like you know you're always like feeling actually how you want to feel so that's why like having that happiness goal is so important as well and even just checking in. Yeah. I mean, a hundred, like you'd like, that's part of the reason, like sometimes people, um, especially the big orgs that I work with, but like some, sometimes coaches and smaller businesses, they're like, okay, what's my year long marketing. I'm like, let's do 90 days because you may change your mind about what's important in 90 days. And so having that regular check-in allows you to adjust and not get caught up. And so maybe I'm projecting, but like, I don't ever want to get caught up with the hustle again. So I purposely will check in on myself 90 days. I actually check in weekly with my wonderful wife, JD, to make sure I don't explode because uh, she doesn't want to see me like that either because she cares, you know? So for those listening that do want to start doing some of the things that you've shared, you know, like, okay, blocking off like these 90 days and setting a goal for those 90 days and like working backwards and kind of mapping it out, getting clear on their goals. What would a, like a check-in look like for themselves? Like what, what do you do to check in with yourself? What does that actually like look like for you? For sure. Yeah, I have, that, that's a great question. I'll have my mapped out goals, right? And I kind of use them as my North Star Anytime I see an ad that says, try this new tactic, or I see somebody on social who says, you know, you have to be posting seven times a day now. That's the new magic number. And, and you know, I'm like, okay, okay, stop. This is my North Star. I'm going to stay focused on it. And I, I think scheduling those in advance is going to help and get somebody to hold you accountable. It doesn't have to be like a marketing firm or somebody like, you know, like what we do, but like somebody like your partner, a friend, a colleague, a mentor, whatever, and let them know like, look, these are the things I'm working towards. Like these are the outcomes, not the activities. Cause like posting on social is not an outcome. It's an activity. The outcome is an either engagement or like revenue usually, right? Like I, I don't want to make an assumption about what any everybody's goals are because some people are just in it for the love and that's different. But when you're talking about it from a business perspective, your goal is revenue and clients, right? So like remembering that that's the goal, not likes or views or follows. I mean, all those things help. You should measure them, but to not get too caught up in those things. Right, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what you use as like a check-in is okay am mm -hmm. i meeting these goals so let's say you did have for 90 days 
that you wanted to sign like five new clients within those 90 days. And Mm -hmm. let's say that's not happening. Then what Mm -hmm. do you do? Like how, what does like course correcting look like for you? Yes. No, that's a good question too. Because that's basically like what would you would do then obviously, right? Correct. Yeah. So, you know, you you have your set days that you're working on your business. So it might be three days a week or one day a week or all five, right? I like, I do like four to five and, um, cause I like it, but, uh, like I, I do a daily mini check-in, right. With my team. And I don't like super long meetings. I think they're wasteful. Um, I like 10 to 15 minute check-ins and we start with here are three outcomes. What are we doing to work towards it? What have we tested that hasn't worked? Oh, this isn't working anymore. Can we fix it? We can't. Oh, okay. Let's try something old. Let's try something even older and then let's try something new and just making sure we don't panic. I think a lot of coaches, because it's the internet, it sometimes doesn't feel real to them, even if they've been doing it for years. And so they get reactive, like this fear of like, it's all coming crumbling down. <laughs> like, and it's not like, it's, it's okay. Like go to your numbers, whatever your, you know, you know, KPIs, your performance indicators are. And if you're meeting those numbers, great. And if you're not figure out what you can do to improve it. And again, that's not the sexy answer. I know it sucks, but like, it's going to give you a lot of peace of mind to know, okay, my outcome today is to post three times because I know it'll generate one discovery call on average, right? And if it's, it's been like, you know, a month and that hasn't happened, well, then you have to adjust your expectation of those activities because something has changed. But if it's on the day-to-day, like don't panic if you're like, okay, I post three times today and I didn't get any calls. Well, that's just one day of the week. Like maybe tomorrow you'll get two and it'll balance out. Like that's generally how it goes. Like the numbers will balance it out, but it's hard when you're a solopreneur or you have a very small team to not be like, I got to launch a funnel or something. Like, (laughs) like I got to do something. I got to buy ads. I got to like, it just be easy and, and stick to the activities, you know, work. And have it mapped, like you have to map it out. So like determine what those KPIs are, whether it's posting, whether it's X amount of like sales calls, X amount of um, appointments made, X amount of ad spend, right? Leads are is a number people would use. Um, impressions, like it, every business is different. So I, I wish I could give like, like a generalized thing but but it's everybody's so different right everybody's like, different yes what yeah. generates like more clients for me is going to be totally different for a coach that could do something very similar to the work that I do yeah correct yeah and we we all have different goals too and so in a world where sometimes people are like trying to make a square peg fit in a round hole I think just like give them the, the round peg, like give them the thing that they actually want that's going to fit their needs. And I'm a believer in really customizing everything that's done. Um, and that, that's sort of, you know, why, why I'm doing what I do now, because I know the one size fits all approach doesn't work and it has to be tied to what they actually want, not just money-wise, but time-wise and happiness-wise. Right, so if someone's listening to this episode, AJ, and like they're like, yeah, I feel like I am definitely ready to have someone like on the outside look at my business and help me with my goals, what does working with you look like? Sure, yeah, so what I'll do for like 
basically partners I trust is I'll, I'll make a little uh, website URL for you guys. I'll do ajrevera.com slash Meg. That'll, that's like a uh, free thing, right? A, a secret thing. You can't find it publicly. And what we'll do is I'll get you on a call. It, that one actually goes to me. And me and my team will actually build you a 90-day marketing plan. We call it the insane demand blueprint because it sounds good in ads is the real reason. Um, but we also do a lot of demand marketing. But yeah, and we'll map it out, hand it to you for free, and you can just do it. And we usually charge people a thousand bucks for that. There's no sales call. There's no upsell. We just do it to create goodwill and to try to help people. And we know as those people grow, some sometime down the road, they may become a client. That's wow. it. So <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Yes. That's yeah. incredible. Well, thank you. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So I've been doing them all day. I've been, we've been working on them because we just had an, a, a podcast go live that brought in a lot of like people. So we'll do it for usually 10 people per podcast. And, you know, it takes us like a week and our team <laughs> builds a, a 90 day marketing plan that like, you know, using the same stuff we do $200 million companies and like coffee shops. So yeah. Incredible. Well, thank you so much. So I will have all of your info in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And one last question I ask all of my guests and that is what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Yeah. I think to me to be unbreakable um, is to be as emotionally like um even as you can like to to try your like to be resilient in a way the way you're you're being you're okay with what is right like the byron katie approach and when i stopped trying to control as weird as it sounds for somebody who plans marketing all day when i stopped trying to control my life like in my personal life and i'm just like here for the ride it uh things can't hurt you because you're just trying to enjoy it so yeah that's what it means to me to to go to to flow to be okay with what is I love that so much and honestly thank you so much for coming on the show and just like being so generous with your gift to our listeners and I know you're familiar with the podcast and stuff and we don't like talk about business often on the podcast Mm -hmm. but I think you know like I just asked you what unbreakable means to you and I just think it's so important to like say that I think everyone has this aspect of their life or something that they're doing or something that they can offer that does like fall into this topic of being unbreakable right like you were working so hard you were in that hustle culture you were feeling so burnt out and that didn't like shatter you it didn't break you it made you like create this system to actually show up in your business in a different way and like a better more effective way and I think that's just such a great example of being unbreakable too just like your business life and how you've moved through that you know Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you so much, Mac. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was nice to chat with you and I'm excited for everyone to listen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful. 